Did you hear my announcement? I made a big decision. It was a hard decision, but it feels right. If you have been following along for the last probably two years or so, you have heard me say that I don't know how long I will do this for. And when I say this, I'm referring to the membership and coaching. I have felt conflicted and torn. As life has evolved, my wants and my needs have changed. There is just so much that I want to do. My priorities are shifting and I need to make space for what's next. So here's the deal. People often ask me what stepmom resources I listen to. They want to know what books I read, but I don't listen to any stepmom podcasts and I don't read any stepmom books. I don't seek out stepmom support because I have all the tools I need to ride out the ebbs and flows of step family life. I've done the work. A lawyer's letter or a teenage attitude or not being on the same page as my partner, different parenting values, mounting lawyer's bills, feeling good enough until I'm not. I still experience all of these things, but they don't knock me down like they used to. I have the tools to get out of the trenches, to keep perspective and thrive amongst the extra stress. And I want to help you get here too. I don't want you to need stepmom support anymore. I want you to get to the point where you feel like you are the expert on your own life. I could go on, but to make a long story a little less long, here is what I've decided. I am going to run my membership, the exclusive stepmom community, for one more year. Just one more year. For the next year, I am going balls to the walls with the intention of getting as many stepmoms as possible to where I am now. I am not perfect. I still slip up. Stepmom life still feels hard. But I'm in control of my life. I've improved relationships, I have strong boundaries, and I feel confident in how I show up. My hands don't shake. I don't lose sleep. I don't fight with my husband. I don't have gut-wrenching anxiety before a week on. Being a stepmom is never going to be easy, but it doesn't need to feel so hard. I don't want it to feel so hard for you. So for the next 12 months, the exclusive stepmom community is going to be an exclusive space where I share everything that stepmoms need to live a kick-ass life amongst the extra stress. I am about to share it all. So members get access to monthly coaching workshops, office hours, private forum, interviews with experts, tell-all podcast episodes, virtual stepmom nights in, listen in on coaching calls, you get discount on coaching for one more year. You also get a library of content and a place to go when you are struggling. Dealing with a high conflict ex, setting boundaries, having an ours baby, getting the spark back in your marriage, estate planning, dealing with lawyer's letters, preparing for court, improving your relationship with your stepkids. I am going to help you navigate it all. I'm committed to one more year in this membership. One year from now, I want you to feel so confident in your mindset, your perspective, and strategies that you'll feel okay walking it on your own. If you're not a member and want this to be the year that everything changes, get your arse in there. Invest in yourself, your family, and your mental health. www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership to join. That's www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership. Enrollment is open for a limited time. One more year. Hey there, it's Jamie Scrimger here, and you're listening to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm a wife, a mom, a stepmom, a coach, a conversation opener, and a BS caller. Eight years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. 
Look, don't get me wrong. I was madly in love. The kids were great. But being a stepmom is, well, it's just complicated. If you know, you know. As a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I went to the internet for support. But I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support I was looking for. Raw, real, solution-focused conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard. But it's entirely possible to thrive amongst the tough stuff. Each week, I will bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. If you are new, welcome. I hope you like what you hear and decide to stick around. And if you are an OG, if you've been with us for a while, welcome back. I appreciate your support so, so much. So here's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, especially as we've been planning out conversations and interviews and stuff for the show. I love when we have our big, huge name guests on here. I am always so honored and it's always just this pinch me moment because I never thought that I would get to have conversations with some of the people that we've had conversations with, like the big thought leaders and the best-selling authors and the big experts But my favorite thing to do on this show, hands down, is shooting this shit with a like-minded stepmom who just gets it. So that's why I'm so pumped to share this week's episode with you. Today, we are talking to Mindy Kyle from Mindy Kyle Coaching. So we're going to dive into Mindy's story throughout the episode. So I'm going to keep this intro a little shorter than usual, but Here's the deal. Mindy has been a stepmom for almost 13 years. When she was 24 years old and had no children of her own, she met and fell in love with her husband. And then she found out that he was 19 years older than her and already had four kids. Now they have two R's babies. So that's six kids in total. And her stepkids range from 19 to 29. So she is in this whole new phase of step parenting. Now in this episode, we talk about planning for a wedding with your stepkids finding your place with step-grandkids, how stepmoms unknowingly create a lot of pain for themselves. Don't get pissed. Make sure you hear her out on this one. And the power of controlling our emotions and our thoughts about our stressors. We also dive into defining what a successful stepmom looks like and why you need to learn to love the life that you have now, not just a future version of it. Mindy is an absolute gem. And in this conversation, honestly, it was actually just such a freaking pleasure. So be sure to give her a follow over on Instagram at Mindy Kyle Coaching. She does one-on-one coaching and has a few programs for you guys. You're going to love her. I just know it. Now, before we get to the episode, if you've been loving the show, please make sure that you hit subscribe so you're updated when new episodes are released. And if you haven't already, scroll down on iTunes and give the show a rating and a review. I read every single one. I love hearing from you guys. And guys, those five stars and kind words help the show so, so much. Let's dive into the episode. All right, Mindy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. I feel like this has been a long time coming. Yes, I know. Well, I've actually followed you for quite a while. You were sort of my first introduction into the positive stepmom mentality. <sighs> and that was life-changing for me because there weren't a lot of resources out there. I've been doing, I've been a stepmom 13 years. You, you've you been through the trenches. 
Totally. Totally. <laughs> yes. So I think maybe the best place to start is how about you just kind of give us a bit of a lowdown on who you are, um, your family, what you got going on. Yeah. So personally, I've been married 13 years to my husband. I have four stepkids. They are all um, out of the house now. They're older than 18 and the youngest is at college. So comes back during the summer and on holiday, but I don't stepmom on a daily basis currently. And then I, we have two R's kids together. That's personally. And then professionally, I'm a stepmom coach and I do that. And I love helping stepmoms. Yeah. And you know, I, this kind of came about because I think we started off, you're doing a coaching call. Sometimes I work with people on how to grow a business and like stepmom coaching and all of that kind of stuff. And I think that's how we connected. And I remember talking yeah. to you about your business. I'm like, okay, we got to get you on the podcast. We got to get you in the membership. You know, you are definitely such a wealth of knowledge. And so that's why I'm super pumped to dive into this today. So you are in the space where the kids are out of the house. And that's what yeah. everyone always talks about. Like, I can't wait for the kids to be out of the house. Like, it is going to be over when, you know, the kids turn 18. Is this true or false? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> what it is, is what I have learned is, is when we believe that our happiness just exists somewhere out there on a future date, we are constantly chasing that future date. And when that date arrives, we realize, oh, well, actually, yeah, some of those hurdles have changed. Some of those stressors have changed. Like kids don't go between homes, right? And so there's less contact and chaos for the day-to-day -day life. But now there are grandbabies that are shared. Mm -hmm. There are weddings that need to be planned. Applying for college. There's setting up for a dorm. There's just a lot of new challenges that will come up at that future date. So when you wait to find happiness to say, right, you're, you're like, okay, the kids get out of the house. They're 18. Great. My life's going to go back to normal. That's just not true. Yeah. And so you have to learn to embrace the now find happiness in the now and accept that one of the things that Brooke Castillo talks about, and that's where I certified as a life coach is that life is just 50, 50. It's always going to be 50% great and amazing and 50% hard and difficult. And that's just the human experience. Mm -hmm. We can't change that. But when we learn to embrace the 50% that's hard and stop resisting and fighting and making it mean that we're doing something wrong or that we're innately wrong. One of my favorite sayings is we're extra special, super broken. Like we all like to believe that it's just not true. We just need to lean into the discomfort and realize it has nothing to do with us. It's just an experience we're having and finding the joy in your everyday life now and the challenges that you have now is really where you can take your power back. And so how long did it take you to get to this place? Because I'm willing to bet you had some challenges at the very beginning. I mean, I was 24 when I became a stepmom. Four kids. <laughs> 26, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't have any kids. And so this idea of jumping into being a stepmom at 24 to four children, it really rocked my world. And I thought I went into this believing that if I just gave everything I had to them, that they would love me and that things would be wonderful. And it just didn't, it didn't pan out the way I thought it would. 
And it's not to say that my kid, my stepkids are wonderful, but I was outsourcing my self-worth to them. And so when we do that, they have all of the power. So you think about that. Think about a teenager, right? When we give our self-worth to whether or not they think we're amazing and we th- they think we're doing a great job, we will ride a roller coaster with a teenager because one day they love you and one day they're like, you suck, yeah, right? I suck right now. <laughs> Just I've so you know. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, many times, many times with four of them. Yeah. So we have to learn to find our self-worth within ourselves. We have to learn to define what a good, which I don't love that word, right? A good stepmom is for ourselves so that we know we know, hey, this is what I believe a good stepmom to be. So whatever else their opinion is of me, that actually doesn't matter because I know that I'm doing the best I can. Then you get off the roller coaster. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It took me like, I was probably like seven years in, maybe eight. Mm-hmm. And I was having major anxiety. Oh, really? That far in you were having that much anxiety? Stepmoms are listening to this right now and they're like, what? You're kidding me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Don't get depressed. (laughs) But for me, I was just in a a real strong state of denial. I was just like pretending everything's fine. I'm fine. I've got this until it really came to a head about seven years in. And I was, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't pretend anymore. And that's when I started really working on me. One of the things that I think drew me to becoming a stepmom coach was that I went to multiple therapists, which was great. I'm a huge advocate of therapy. I love it. It's changed my life. But one of the missing components for me was that they didn't understand the dynamic. And so they can give me advice, but oftentimes I really needed somebody to really understand what was happening in a blended family. And that's why I feel so passionate about being specifically like a mindset coach for stepmoms because nothing has changed in my situation. It's all Mm -hmm. the same. Like my stressors are the same. I wish the relationship with the bio mom was better, but it's really just the same. So the only thing that has changed is me. And that's where I want people to understand is you are, you have control over you that's how you create change. It doesn't matter what bio mom does. She can continue to do what she does. Yeah. And it really is like that just element of surrendering to the bullshit, surrendering to the stress, surrendering to like, this is what it is. And there is that grieving process where you are processing the fact that like life is not turning out the way you thought it was going to be. You know, maybe your relationships don't feel the way you thought they were going to be all the things there is that grief process. And so I don't want to discount that. Yeah, totally. But then you just have to get to the point where you're like, okay, whatever I surrender, what will be, will be, and I will find a way to be okay. No matter what. Yes. And when you decide that for you, then you're like, okay, I will be fine. This will be fine. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things I teach my stepmoms is thought work and it's really powerful. So like for an example, say 
because this is common, right? We'll use something that's triggering for stepmoms. So you have the bio mom supposed to bring home the kids at five because you have planned to go to a movie at six, right? Mm -hmm. And it's your way of trying to connect with your stepkids. And she texts like last minute, hey, we decided to go to dinner instead. We're going to be late, right? Mm -hmm. And it just, you're like pissed because you, your husband came home early from work so that you could do this. And maybe you hired a babysitter for the younger kids. And so what happens is, is you immediately feel anger. And then your reaction to that will be you yell at your husband Maybe you blame him or judge him for not texting her and saying, nope, that's not, we're not doing that today. You need to bring him home. You spend the rest of the night running through the scenario in your mind over and over and over again, ruminating. And then you basically, what you've done is poisoned your own well, well, essentially. And the result that you get is it destroys the rest of your night. You sit with that anger. But the missing component here is... You had a thought in between her texting you and you feeling angry, there was a thought that came up or what we like if if sometimes the word thought is triggering for people where they don't understand it. So we can say you had a story you told yourself. So the story you told yourself is she's such a bitch, (laughs) right? Yeah. It's all about her. Right. She has no respect for my time or for me. That thought is actually the missing component. When you think that thought, that is what drives your act, your emotion. It's actually not the bio mom canceling last minute that does that. It's the thought that you had that made you feel angry. So when you have that awareness around your thoughts, you that interrupts the cycle for you. If you can realize that's just not serving me, that thought's hurting me. You can allow that thought to be there. It's not that we don't, we don't have to pretend everything's daisies and roses because it's not, but just having the awareness that we can choose our thoughts and making it something more neutral can shift your entire day. So instead of thinking she has zero respect for me in my time, we could think, oh, that's Jessica, (laughs) right? It's neutral. It's whatever. And then your emotion would be very indifferent, whatever. You probably wouldn't, you know, yell at your husband. You probably wouldn't go over the scenario in your head over and over. Do you have any tips on how to get to that place or how to like stop yourself from, from those thoughts? And obviously it's the awareness piece and it takes time, but I feel like often we find ourselves in the same situation again and again too. Right. And I talk about this a lot with my clients. I'm like, okay, so at what point when you continue to find yourself in the same situation and again and again, and you're reacting the same way again and again, is it on you to change your reaction? Mm-hmm. How do you coach stepmoms into finding a way to change that thought when it happens? Because sometimes it's just so automatic because it's been this continuous real right in our mind throughout our whole experience as a stepmom. Right. And one of the things to be aware of is when we understand our brain and the way it works, it helps us to better understand ourselves. So the reason we feel so out of control and like we can't control our thoughts or emotions is because we feel like it's out of our control, but our brain actually works for us. And so there's this quote that says, make your brain work for you. Don't work for your brain. Right. Mm -hmm. We need to learn to manage our minds. And so the out of control feeling comes from feeling like our brains dictate us. They actually don't. So what you can do is first notice your thoughts. If you know you're having these thoughts, you can sort of interrupt it. But if it's still an issue for you, oftentimes just taking a second to get curious 
like ask yourself some really good questions. Why am I, why is this constantly coming up for me? Why do I feel the need to feel angry in response to her? It's usually something about us, right? I don't feel loved or I don't feel respected. And then where does that come from? Get really curious, no judgment, no shame. It's just, I need to understand myself better because this is just a sign for something that lies deeper, right? Our brains actually like patterns. So if you teach your brain that your mind typically will go in a negative pattern, like that's how you exist, you just sort of follow the same routine, your brain is super comfortable with that and it will keep reproducing that. So the more that you can sort of like shake it, shock it, and put it into a different state, the more familiar it becomes with the new state. So interrupt the cycle, be curious about your emotions and where they're coming from. And that alone starts to create awareness and understanding for who you are and why things are happening. Mm Because they're not happening to us. That's what we feel there. We feel like things are just happening to us, right? We have control. Yeah. I keep saying, you know, online, I'm like, don't focus so much on the things that you have no control over that you lose sight of all that you do. Right. And I think that's the big thing for stepmoms, right? Like we're so stuck on all the things we don't have control over. And yeah, there's a lot, but I think it's also important to remember, like other people have a lot of things that they can't control either. Right. Like, you know, whether you have someone in your family who's ill, whether you have like a toxic parent or you're dealing with like relationship issues or a problem at work, or, you know, there's so many things in everyone's lives that we don't have control over. I think where it gets really hard is like when you feel like it's inside of your own home, but just even just accepting that this is your stressor, like this is your thing, this is going to be your challenge and it's not, it's not going anywhere. I think that's the big thing too, right? Like stepmoms are expecting it's going to get better and it's going to get better. It's like, you know, you said at the beginning, I say it too, like I'm still dealing with the same stuff I was dealing with when we first got together and it's groundhog day, but you learn to expect it, right? Like going back to the patterns, like there's patterns there, Mm -hmm. ebbs and flows of step family life. Like, you know, what's going to trigger your husband's ex or, you know, it's going to trigger your stepkids. Like, you know, where these issues are, it's yes. how you choose to respond to them because they're going to keep happening again and again. Like they're not going anywhere. And that's right. the shitty part. That's <laughs> the really yeah. shitty part. Yeah. And I think being aware that when we, when we think things like, you know, it's difficult because it's in my home, those are just thoughts we're having. And I know that can be so triggering because it would have been so triggering for me when I was in the thick of it. I've been like, Oh my God, it's not just a thought. It's like a reality. Yeah. But when you can really look at that and think, okay, I can choose to think that, or I could choose something that maybe benefits me more that actually produces an emotion that creates energy for me, creates excitement about my life. It takes my power back. Your home is always your home. I say that all the time. And I know for a lot of stepmoms, it doesn't feel that way, but you do set the tone for your home. You get to choose the environment. I know you talk a lot about this right now is creating peace in your home. That works wonders. I think it's, it's a a powerful tool to use for yourself and for your family. Yeah. And I think it's important to like clarify to people I still have stressors. Like sometimes my, you know, I'm, I'm triggered by one of my stepkids or like things happen 
And it's not like I've lit a candle and put on some soft music and we're all just like kumbaya over here. It is a thought. It's like you're interrupting. I'm like, okay, I'm going to set the tone for this home. Like I'm going to light this candle. I'm going to put the music on. I'm just going to think about how I want people to feel. And it's hard. No. And that's them embracing the 50-50. There is no finish line. It will always be 50-50, 50% great, 50% hard. And in learning to in just embrace it, just like lean into that 50 that's hard and stop making it something about you. Stop telling yourself it's because you're super extra special broken. (laughs) Yeah. As I have been sharing, a huge focus of mine in 2022 is to simplify life. I want to create ease and stop feeling like I'm being pulled in all different directions. Making that happen involves creating systems and delegating. I have spent a lot of time going through and seeing where I can delegate and create systems in my life to create more ease and flow in my day. I'm done with the hustle. I'm done feeling like I can't get ahead. I know there are easier ways to manage business, parenting, and life. A huge part of the system involves outsourcing whenever possible, and that's where HelloFresh comes in. I worked with HelloFresh for a couple years now, and they never disappoint. With easy, family-friendly dinners right to your door, you can cut down on the time spent shopping, prepping, cooking, and meal planning. You get fresh, seasonal, pre-portioned ingredients with everything you need. There are 30 plus recipes to choose from every week that you can whip up in as little as 20 minutes. We even have a rural address and the box is left at our doorstep. The big sell for me is the flexibility though. You can choose your meals a month in advance, skip deliveries on weeks when it doesn't work for your schedule, or you can change your address if you're gonna be away or up at the cottage. When we use HelloFresh, we end up saving money on groceries. I highly, highly recommend trying them out. And if you like potatoes, the potato wedges and homemade ranch are the freaking best. Head to www.hellofresh.ca and use the code SJamie16 for up to 16 free meals. That's hellofresh.ca and use the code SJamie16 for up to 16 free meals. And seriously, you need to try the potato wedges. If you have been to my website in the last couple of months, you will have noticed that it is totally revamped in the best possible way. I have been asked so many times who I hired to do my website and the answer is me. I used one of Tonic Site Shop's templates and guys, every time I go to my website, I am in awe that I did it on my own. Tonic's show it templates are fully customizable, gorgeous on any device with a seamless WordPress blog to match and SEO power that will blow your mind. There's no code, no tears, no limits. I know people who have spent thousands of dollars on customized websites and ended up feeling disappointed, but with Tonic, you do not have to search high and low for the right designer or spend endless hours, money, and bottles of wine trying to nail down your online presence. You just download your template, upload it to show it, customize it to fit your online brand, and bam, you've got a gorgeous user-friendly website. Now, I have been blogging and podcasting for several years now, and I had a lot of content that I needed to switch over to WordPress from my previous provider, so I was a little reluctant to make the switch. I didn't want to mess any of the links up or the content that I've shared over the years, but it was so simple. Show it took care of the switch, and all my content was moved over to WordPress. No big deal. On my old provider, I felt stuck with the template. I wanted to move things around and change fonts, but I couldn't, it was so complicated. But Tonic Site Shop's templates are incredibly user-friendly with just drag and drop design, and you can customize anything. 
fonts, colors, layouts, like endless options. And it looks good on every device. No more saying, really, it looks way better on the computer. It looks great on mobile too. So when I decided to redesign my website, I wanted to create a user-friendly experience for you guys. I wanted you to be able to navigate the website seamlessly, get all the information that you needed and feel like you were personally connecting with me as you scroll through the page. I feel like I've done that and more. My only regret is that I didn't do this sooner. So if you are ready for a website that feels like it was made for you, because it kind of was, I have a code for you. So you can use the code KICKASSSTEPMOM for 20% off your template. Head to www.tonicsiteshop.com and use the code KICKASSSTEPMOM, all caps, for 20% off your template. The hardest part will be choosing what template you want because they are all freaking gorgeous. KICKASSSTEPMOM for 20% off any website template. You're welcome. One thing that just popped in my mind, I was thinking about like just the way we think about certain situations. Cause I know a lot of stepmoms will get triggered when say their partner is spending time with his kids. She's stuck at home with maybe their ours baby or she's not included or whatever. And she's like, I just feel like an outsider. I feel like I don't have a place. And like, those are thoughts, right? Yes. Switching that as thinking about it as an opportunity to be like, oh my gosh, I get alone time. I can go into my room and I can read a book and I can light a candle and just chill That's like the two different ways you can look at the same situation. Yes. One produces a really negative emotion that will derail your day. Believing that I don't get to be a part of that and they have something special and I'll never be included in the family. Having all of those thoughts just leaves you feeling depleted. But when you choose, like you said, to switch it and think, actually, I'm going to enjoy this alone time. It's going to be quiet. I'm going to rejuvenate. Maybe I'll schedule, you know, something for myself and hire a babysitter that totally shifts the emotion and takes your power back. You basically are allowing yourself to take back control of what narrative you tell yourself about your story. So true. And, you know, I think it's really important to recognize that when you are having these negative stories, it's really about your confidence. Like when I look back, mm-hmm. I was super insecure at the very beginning, struggling to find my place, feeling like, you know, we had an age difference. I felt like I was like this new young wife. I'm never going to be, you know, on the inside. And then when they would do these things, that's when I would feel like the outsider. And it goes back to what you're saying. It is more about, it was more about me and my insecurities than it was about what was actually happening. So I just wanted to provide that example for people because I think that sheds light on something that a lot of stepmoms like really do struggle with. Right. One of the tools I think that's really important for stepmoms, and I I think encourage everybody to do this, is thought download. So anytime you're feeling really overwhelmed and have a lot of anxiety, take a second. And this goes hand in hand with journaling, I think. A lot of people do this naturally when they journal. But with thought work, you sit down and you just really look at what you're thinking. Observe your mind and write them all down on a piece of paper. Take a look at them. And sometimes that's so eye-opening to see it written down. Cause half the time when I do it, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like that lives in my mind. And you can first identify it and then notice the emotion that's attached to it. Is that an emotion you actually want to feel? If it's not, then it's probably not a thought you want to keep. And if you do that on a regular basis, that in and of itself will create so much awareness in the patterns that your mind is circling through. Do you constantly have a negative loop? in your mind, negative thoughts, negative beliefs about yourself, about your story, about the bio mom, about the stepkids, about your situation, whatever it may be. That is a good way to actually see it on paper 
and take count in what is happening in my mind. Yeah, totally. Now I want to go back. Can we talk about the age difference? Because you have an age difference. Um, So you guys are what, 19 years? Yes, 19 years difference. And I, I can't remember you and Darren are 15? 13. Yeah. 13, okay. Okay. And what was that like for you at the very beginning? Like, were you like the new young wife or like, what was, what was the oh, yeah. storyline behind that? Yeah. So 100% the new young wife, <laughs> um, which was very interesting. You know, what's funny is I don't know if you can relate to this is like, now that we've been married 13 years, I mm-hmm. don't ever think about it. It rarely comes up for me because I feel like we're so similar and we've meshed our lives in a way that there's just not really an issue. But in the beginning, yes, it was like every time you meet old friends for the first time, Um, right? And it's like... Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And so I think, yeah, there's, first of all, there's, there's a stigma in our society about it. I mean, you have a stigma coming into it if you're the younger wife and you have a stigma being a stepmom. And so you, you carry a lot of weight with those. Yeah. My experience was, I think like a lot of people's, uh, there's a lot of judgment and it was rough in the beginning. I don't think his ex appreciated it. No, probably not. No. And so that, that stacks the cards a little bit more, right? Cause I yeah. mean, I can't blame her if I had, you know, divorced my husband and there was a young wife that was new. I'm yeah, that's not, that's not easy to digest. Yeah. And I think it goes back to society, right? Like how society values youth in women. Right. And yeah. just it's, it's about our insecurities as women too. And I really found I, the women who are really kind to me, they're the ones who are super secure with themselves, super secure in their marriage and that kind of stuff. And then yeah. there were some who were brutal. Funny enough, they were the ones who ended up getting divorced later, a few years later. You know, they were unhappy in their own lives and they had their own stuff going on. But I do really think like when you're meeting past friends and they're cold to you, yes, they obviously sometimes have like that loyalty to the first wife, but you're almost like representing their worst nightmare. 100%. Okay, what well, do I need to keep my my husband happy so he doesn't go off with a new young woman? And it's just like a stupid storyline, but I do think it's real. I 100% agree. I think it's what you represent that makes them uncomfortable. And that has everything to do with them and their insecurities and nothing to do with you. Obviously, we've been married a really long time. And so it wasn't like this whim or fling, but it's, I think it takes time like you said earlier, the confidence takes time to build. It takes you time to settle in and realize that it doesn't really matter what they think. You're doing the best you can. You have a great marriage and a relationship, and this is the person you want to be with. And the people who have issues, that's their issues. And typically they fall away. (laughs) They're the ones with issues. The people who have issues have issues. Yeah, exactly. So just let them fall away and they don't stick around long. Is what I guess I'm saying. Because most of those people, I met them once and and we weren't really friends. So Well, you weren't inviting them to dinner again. No, no. And I think when you have an age difference too, you just have to remember that they have more life experience than you. They've done things longer. He was a dad for many years before I ever experienced kids. And so sometimes they will be ahead of you in some ways. So not to compare yourself you know, and where you are at at your age to where they are at. Cause obviously they have had more time to experience that role or exist in that role than you have. Yeah, for sure. 
Now you talk about the importance of figuring out what like a successful stepmom looks like to you. Can you unpack that for me? Yeah. So basically how I came to realize, you know, that there was even something that I was defining as a successful stepmom was actually with my own coach. So I started saying like random terms, like, I just want to be the good stepmom. And she would ask me, what does good stepmom mean? And I realized that it was just some term that existed out there that I really hadn't taken time to define. And one of the things that she pointed out is if we don't define those roles, we never know when we've met that requirement or that we've crossed that finish line when we've done what we wanted to do because they're just vague. So uh, we often will say things like, for me personally, when asked what a good stepmom is back then, I would have said, I want my stepkids to feel loved. I want them to feel welcome in my house. I want them to know that I, I see them and appreciate them. Well, the problem with that is that's all based on how they feel. We have mm-hmm. no control over how they feel, right? So you're basing your worth as a stepmom on how they perceive you. And so that's a losing situation. We have to base our success as a stepmom on basically consciously deciding what those things are and writing them down. So a good stepmom to me now is that I do my best first and foremost, and not only my best for my stepkids, but for me, I'm showing up for me just as much as I am showing up for them. You can't pour from an empty cup. So learn to define those, actually write down what it is that you think would be a good stepmom. And then that's your gauge for whether or not you're doing a good job. Nothing else. Nobody else gets to determine that for you. You get to decide it for yourself. And I think that is another way in which stepmoms can take all the power back. That's a really good point too. And I think it's important to remember that what that looks like for one stepmom is entirely different than another stepmom, right? Like our roles with the kids differ. There might be a full-time stepmom who's like all in doing all of the motherly tasks, whatever that is. They could have a an every other weekend stepmom who was a little more disengaged and kind of like the fun aunt. Like it really varies. And that's the what's exciting about it, right? It's not one size fits all. We all get to decide what works for us. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get to create your own sense of uh, worth and self-esteem is based off of your set of rules for what a stepmom looks like, a good stepmom looks like. So good. Now I can't end this interview without asking you about what it's like to, cause you have grandbabies now and like there has there been weddings? Like, like what have you, Yeah. let's talk about like the adult stepchildren stuff. So like where, where do the issues lie? Like what's your tips and strategies on, on that situation? Yeah. So it's, it's literally just a whole different ball game, which is mm-hmm. so fascinating to me too. My oldest, he, he just got married two years ago and the woman, his wife had brought two girls into the marriage and then they oh. had one together. Yeah. And so that was interesting too, because they, it was like instant grab babies. And one of the things that I have learned, I mean, I'm a young grandma, right. Cause of the age difference. And at first it was really intimidating to think I'm going to be a grandma in my, in my late thirties. How do I define this role for myself? And the night before their wedding, I actually, we had to sit down and have a talk about what they would call me, her kids, because it was going to happen right away. We didn't have time to like, oh, maybe nine months are going to be born from now, you know? And so we went through all the list of names that were available and were taken. And I realized in that moment, 
it doesn't really matter what they call me. What It's the magic and the excitement that you bring to their lives that matters. And so I'm called Gigi and we mm-hmm. came up with it because it's gangster grandma because <laughs> I'm young <laughs> and there's not a title in the world that I hold closer to my heart. The grandbabies have brought a whole new dynamic. They love me like any other grandma. They don't see a step grandma. And I think that's something actually for stepmoms to look forward to is when these new little people come into your life, they don't know the storyline. They don't know that you're just a stepmom. Mm-hmm. They see the fun and the joy that you bring to their lives and they will love you for it. Yeah. And that's what I think is really important. It's not even about like, even if they called you by your first name. It's still no. about the joy and the fun and the family and the relationships. Like it's, it's just kind of the name. Yeah. And I think a lot of, I've, I've had a lot of people reach out on social media and say things like they were so upset because the bio mom had the name they wanted when the step kids, you know, had kids. It's really not about that. Those step babies, those grandbabies don't, they don't, they do not care what your name is. Mm-hmm. They're not going to put any weight in it. That's only you. Yeah. So just bring that magic that you only you have to offer into their lives. And that's what they'll remember. So true. And so how did you guys navigate weddings? Like, was that, was that stressful? What? Well, yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I think what's interesting is I only have one stepson who's been gotten married mm-hmm. and it was actually one of the first times that we all had to sit at a table together. You did all sit at the table together. We did. Um, It was actually for the rehearsal dinner Mm -hmm. and we all sat very close proximity together. Um, And that was the first time we had to do that. And here's the thing. What I have learned is just show up like yourself. You know, you put so much weight in, oh my gosh, we have to sit together. What's it gonna be like? I will tell you a funny story. So I was so nervous about this because we had never sat together at a table. There was a lot of, you know, anxiety leading up to it. And the night before the rehearsal dinner, I had a dream about actually about the kid's mom. And it was a funny dream about us taking selfies together. And and we were going to give it to the kids for Christmas, this framed selfie of us. And I thought, I'm going to break the ice. I'm going to tell her my story about my dream. And so I got a glass of wine. My husband died laughing because I waited for him to go to the bathroom till I told my story. Cause I was like, he's going to stop me. But I told her my story and I laughed and it, it broke the ice for me. I don't know exactly how she felt about it, but for me, it was my way of saying I'm showing up as myself. I'm here to participate and what she chooses to do with that is that's hers. And that's super powerful, right? It's like doing these things without the expectations, right? Like you show up how you want to show up. You can't force anyone to have a relationship with you. You can't force anyone to want something that they don't want, right? Like it's, you just got to do you. Yes. 100%. Don't mm-hmm. shrink yourself. Don't become small or not show up authentically just because you're afraid of how it will be perceived because mm-hmm. that leads to resentment down the road. You know, Mm -hmm. just be you, whether or not it's received well, that's up to them, but you don't want to live with that resentment or regret that you didn't show up in a way that was authentic because that's no way to live our lives. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was so good. So where can everyone find you? 
You can find me at mindykylecoaching.com and on Instagram and Facebook at mindykylecoaching. Awesome. And we will tag you and we're going to have you back. I'm going to have you in the membership. Um, Yes. We are just getting started. Awesome. Thank you, Jamie. This was so awesome. So good. That's it for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, and if the podcast has been resonating with you, I would be forever grateful if you would head on over to iTunes and give the show a rating and a review. And if you know someone who would benefit from listening to this episode, be sure to send it their way. Now, if you are craving more, head to my website, jamiescrimger.com. There are lots of blog posts and podcast episodes and resources available for you over there. And if you really want to dive in, I do take on a limited number of coaching clients every month so you can book one call or work with me for three months. Either way, we will create an individualized plan for your unique stepfamily situation. Remember, sitting around biatching about how hard being a stepmom is won't make being a stepmom any easier. If you want change in your life, it has to start with you. Chat with you next week.